Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Or is it? And our retrospective of Batman the Animated Series continues. Uh, this is, you know, I guess we're broadcasting from Arkham Asylum for the foreseeable future. Uh, this week we are looking at an episode recommended by Lehman Kessler. Or should I say, Mayor-elect Lehman Kessler. Mr. Mayor, by Mayor Hill himself. Yeah, Sweater Dad. It's not the Clock King. Ask Lovecraft. All of that that good stuff. He's been a friend of the show for a long time. uh, Yeah, he's he's jammed uh, on the show. He's played gnomes on the show. Yep. Lehman's all right. Yeah. If we could get him on as a regular cast member, I think that would be great. But, hell, he doesn't even have time for his own show now. Because Yeah, uh, he's a busy guy. He's, he's a mayor-elect. Yep, he's you know, a council person for the rest of the year. trying not to destroy his, his town by creating a winter sports complex. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still waiting on that appointment. Because, you know, of all places to begin an evil empire, Ohio is the one. Ohio already is part of an evil empire. That's right. So, you know, it's practically Mordor. (laughs) All right. So, yes, Batman the Animated Series, Lehman Kessler's contribution was The Man Who Killed Batman. Sid the Squid. Sid the Squid. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't remember or haven't watched the show, uh, this is, I forget what episode it is in season one. Uh, it's fairly down on the list. I didn't write it down. It's toward the end. It's toward the end of the first season. The first 7,000 episodes that were yeah. season one. Uh, <laughs> it's almost a highlight reel. Yeah. It is, and this is kind of a, this is an interesting episode. I, I, I do enjoy this episode. It is funny. Uh, the basic plot is a small-time gangster named Sid. He's um, not even a small-time yeah, gangster. Yeah, he's not. He's just like a, he's just like a nebbish. Right. He's, he's just, like, he's a nobody who wants to be a small-time small gangster. <laughs> yeah, he's not even, he's not even a small-time gangster. He's like a part-time gangster. Really, right. he re- he's trying to break into the rackets. Yep, move himself up into rackets. Uh, so the the see the the show opens up with Sid running through the streets of Gotham in this very um, noir shot type of sequence, where all you see is a trench coat and hat. You know, oh, and the newspaper. Clip. He steps on the newspaper. Newspaper. That's Batman killed. Batman, the Batman slain or something like that. Yeah, the mysterious vigilante disappears. Right. And he's running through the rain-soaked streets of Gotham. You know, and it's very, he's cloaked in shadow, so you really don't, you know, see, you know, except for occasionally you see his eyes, like, are, are wide. Because Sid is scared shitless at this point. And then he gets into Rupert Thorne's house. Rupert Thorne sees him. And he's like, join me for a Dimitas. Yeah, Rupert. And we've seen... No, well, we haven't seen Rupert Thorne. We haven't Thorne seen Rupert Thorne before. We will. 
Yeah. We will because he's like in another. He's is prominent in another one we're going to be watching. Yeah, Rupert Thorne in in Batman the Animated Series really uh, takes the place of like Carmen Falcone and stuff like that. He's he's kind of like Lex Luthor without the gadgets. Yeah, but he's a very good villain, Rupert Thorne. I always thought you know, and he's and he's like he's got that kingpin stature. Yeah. That, that kingpin Tobias whale kind of thing where he's very large man and his power and authority like matches with his size which is yeah. which is really cool and Rupert Thorne invites Sid the squid in for a demitas demitas yeah which you know is and he pours it he pours his coffee into a normal sized cup. And calls it a Dimitas. Right. That's uh, definitely a kingpin thing to do. And just just so back so we're clear, this episode was written by Paul Dini and yeah, directed and directed by Bruce Tim. So it's like the the team. Mm-hmm. And of course in this, this particular episode they, they kind of Maybe I don't know. I, we didn't. I didn't watch the shows before, or after. But you know, it's usually when the creative team gets in, it's because they want to like zero in on the style again. His name is Sidney Debris. Sidney <laughs> Debris. He's garbage. He's trash. I mean, they wrote it into the script. What <laughs> level he is? This is the pecking order. There's, there's Don Lito. There's me. There's normal fish. <laughs> there's there's amoebas, plankton, whale poop, and then there's you, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's crazy. Sydney debris. And he really is. He's a nebbish. He's a nobody. He looks like a nobody. He's like squat. Right. He looks like he looks he's like pudgy. the stereotypical like mob accountant. Yes. Yes, he does. And so he's got his guy. He's got his buddy who's like his. Uh, remember those dogs in the old Bugs Bunny cartoons? Uh huh. Yeah. The, What's the, up, Spike? Spike? Come yeah, on, Spike. Pitbull in the Fox. Want to go cat, Spike? Yeah. So Sid the Squid is like the little dog. that's like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, you wanna you wanna chase some cars, Spike? You wanna you wanna um you wanna chase some cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. And he's got his bulldog, who is Eddie G. Who was like, hey, no, forget about Shut it. Up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And Eddie G is the stereotype gangster. You know, he yes. brings he brings Sid along on this heist. He's supposed to hook up, you know, for this drug shipment coming in. But it's it's kind of like a a a typical like Batman kind of situation where he's bringing him in because he's their, their distraction. Right. He's the bait for the Batman. You go up there, you go up there and keep a lookout on things. And, uh, if you see anything, make some noise, let us know what's going on. Yes. Okay. You got it, Spike. I'll do it. I'll, I'll look out real good, Spike. Yeah. <laughs> there was a burn notice episode that basically had the same plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a pretty basic like noir mobster kind of thing. Right. Martin Scorsese would be all over this. Yeah, you're so stupid that you're you're like gonna you can you could definitely help. Yeah, 
just not the way you think it's going to go down. So, so Sid Squid is like what, looking out, right? And of course, Batman is like minutes away at any given time. But, but he doesn't even like do the lookout thing right because he's like sitting there making shadow puppets. Yeah, of, shadow puppets. Of, of, Sid the Squid. <laughs> His arms reach across Gotham's underworld. And he's, he's like got Cthulhu shadow puppets happening. Yeah. So he's like distracted while his friends are picking up the shipment. Friends. And, uh, yeah. And, and gets completely blindsided by Batman. Right. But then he gets, goes all Jar Jar Binks and starts like kicking Batman's ass on accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing is like he, he, Batman comes comes around because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's surprised and trips. So Batman misjudges his kick, overshoots it, and lands wrong. Right. And then then he he comes at Sid again, and Sid kind of backs up, stumbles into a a weather vane or a clothing thing. And then... uh, Swings around well, and hits Batman, and Batman's like, "Oof!" Yeah, and 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 then he goes over the side of the building, and Batman, you know, Batman doesn't kill and doesn't let people get killed, so right. he he has to rescue him. Right. But because Sid's such an idiot, right? He uh, he he uses Batman to get back up and pushes Batman over the side in the yeah. process, now, kind of like a like if you're drowning. Right. Now, in the meantime, Eddie G, right, and, and the cool gangsters, like, shine their flashlights <laughs> up to the top of the building just as uh, Sid trips and, like, starts, you know, trips and looks like from where their perspective is, he's, like, going at the Batman. And they're like, right. wow, Sid's taking on Batman. <laughs> and then Batman, then, then Sid trips over the side. And is about to fall to his death. Batman, of course, being Batman in this in this uh, setting, you know, it really practices the no kill philosophy and not even the quote unquote karmic kills that you see a lot of times in like films to keep it kind of a PG thirteen rating. And or so that early Batman, Batman. or early Batman nineteen forties, you know, shadow ripoff Batman. Um, and. He's sitting there, he's struggling, and Batman's like, stop! What, are, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And but it's Kevin Conroy, so it actually sounds cool. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I, I help me, Batman! Well, he, he, but he ends up like scrambling up and knocking over part of the building's cornice, which right. this brick falls and hits the gas tank. Mm-hmm. Batman goes, and of course, you know, it hits a gas tank and ruptures the gas tank. Right, of course. Batman goes over the side uh, because Sid is struggling. And then for some reason, gas magically explodes. Right. Once it's not contained. Once gas isn't contained in cartoons. Well. It's it's extremely volatile. Right. And it's propane. It even said so on the side of the tank. Propane and propane accessories. Still need a spark. Don't need a spark. Gotham, Gotham, just the air in Gotham is is it's like Greek fire. They're breathing. Everything Greek fire. will explode. Right. If this gas is not contained in the properly sealed canister, it will explode. Yeah. P 
period. It says it says it on the signs when you co- go in when you drive into Gotham. Right. Rotary Club warning. <laughs> Shit will explode randomly. Uh, so yeah, Sid is like struggling. He gets back up and he rips off Batman's cowl. Yeah, he's got in the, the process and knocks Batman over the side. Batman goes over just as the gas explodes. Sid comes down, still clutching Batman's cape and cowl, saying, "Oh my God, I didn't mean to do it. I really didn't mean to do it. I'm so so sorry." And, and that's the weird thing. I guess that's like a tribute to how like much of a non-criminal Sidney Debris is. Right. Anyone else is like, holy shit, I killed Batman. I could parlay this into something really cool. <laughs> and right, which Sid- is exactly Eddie G's idea because that's right. pretty much what he said. Holy right. shit, he killed the Batman. <laughs> Sid is like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean right. to do it. Right. So they bring him to a dock bar, which yeah, apparently so let's, let's is... let's just go to a criminal bar and start being criminals, where you can shoot your guns in the air. Right. You can shoot your guns in the air. There's, you know, the, the bar is occupied by two people. Dock workers, who are, who are probably low-level mob henchmen, and made men. And you can tell the difference... Because the dock workers and thugs are dressed as sailors and pirates, and the made men are dressed in trench coats and fedoras. Yes. <laughs> it's true. And then there's the bartender. Right. The bartender who's just like really... He just probably, did, didn't give a shit. Who's probably the most callous man in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're all like celebrating the death of Batman. Three cheers to Sid the Squid, the man who... Took down Batman, the toughest guy in Gotham. Toughest guy in Gotham, and rando dock worker decides, well, hey. if he's the toughest guy in Gotham, and I kick his ass, then I'm the toughest guy in Gotham because you know the transitive property of criminals. That's right. Badassery is like is like the quickening in Highlander. Well, it's it's like a an algebraic equation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, once once you uh, you know, if you if you divide on one side, it has to be made up on the other. Right. And <laughs> so if you kick Sid the Squid's ass on this side, the difference is made up on your side of the equation. Right. Like, that's how it works. I mean, everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. So a fight breaks out because you know the guy comes up, he threatens Sid, and somebody else. You know, he's kind of like that middle management guy. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, chief thug or whatever. It like breaks a chair over the guy's back. Says, kick his ass, Sid! And a big, uh, you know, brawl breaks out between the dock workers and the teamsters and the mob guys. And is they're just the lumberjacks. Them, right? <laughs> the lumberjacks, the, the fishmongers, and, you know, that sort of thing that hangs out at this bar. You know, it's pretty much like every D and classic D and D campaign starting is usually a rough and tumble brawl in a tavern. Yep. And so this is where the story of Sid, the squid really starts rolling is with a bar fight. Yes. To which they, everyone gets arrested. Of course. And even though they were in a fight, officer Montoya locks them all. In the same holding cell. Well, I mean, you could save a lot of paperwork if something happened to disappear. Right. 
Yep. Yeah, you're fading out a little bit there. Oh, sorry. Between now and arraignment. That's that right. Paperwork. That's right. Save. That's right. Paperwork. So Montoya is sitting there. Harvey Bullock comes down. And I think, if I recall correctly, this is one of the big moments of Harvey's kind of face heel turn when it comes to Batman. Yeah, this is kind of like a Harvey Harvey going, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. Yeah, because he comes down and he, he, hey, hey, Montoya, there's some word coming in on the street. There's a homicide victim. And Montoya's like, okay, it's Gotham. There's a homicide I, victim. I got my there. hands full he's with like, the bar fight. Right. And he's like, well, well, who is it? It's Batman. I'm not crying. I'm, I'm not crying. I'm, I got something in my eye, Renee. You, you like Batman, don't you? <laughs> Jim is taking it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and Commissioner Gordon is, sir, not appearing in this episode. Yes. Which well, you think that's because he, he was taking it really hard. He was taking it really hard. And, you know, Jim Gordon, in the last episode we did on Harley's Holiday, is the guy that scares the shit out of Trumpian generals for spilling coffee on his desk. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, the audience doesn't need to see Jim Gordon cry over Batman. Goddamn right. Um, <laughs> Renee takes it pretty hard because she's been a fan of Batman throughout the series. She is... Uh, Partnered up that, with Bullock usually, and she is his counterpoint, his foil. If I remember, uh, Batman basically saved her career. I think so. In uh, the in the Rashomon episode, hmm. I'd have to go back and and rewatch that one. I know there was one where where like she was being accused of something, and right? And I think it was one of the early episodes too, because. Renee Montoya is definitely uh, supportive of Batman and right along in step with Jim Gordon on yeah. the existence of Batman, like from very early on in the series. Right. And because she's partnered up with Bullock more than Bullock has partnered up with Gordon, she gets to be kind of the counterpoint to Harvey's um, I hate Batman. You know, we don't right. need costume vigilantes, we just need good old fashioned tough cops. Well, if you have if you have Gordon doing it, it's like two large men butting heads, right? And Renee and it, is a very Renee, sweet woman. Yeah, and with with Renee, she's more. Um, well, she's kind of the opposite of Bullock. You know, she's smart. Yeah, she's not like hulking, so she has a, a different, just a different perspective on things. Plus. I'm pretty sure Batman saved your career, <laughs> but but she's just as tough as Bullock, because yeah, oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. all cops in Gotham be. are tough. You have to be right. right. It's fucking Gotham, man. Yeah, it's, and 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 you know, there's like the three main police characters that you see in Batman the animated series are the three tough, incorruptible cops in Gotham: right. and Commissioner Gordon, Detective Harvey Bullock, and Officer Renee Montoya. Yeah, and there's a reason why, even if you aren't, like, you know, built like a tank, why you have to be tough in Gotham. And once Sid the Squid gets bailed out, you find the main reason why you have to be a tough as nails to be a cop in Gotham. Right, right. Now, you know, so so we kind of had the, the, the thing. Renee leaves the, the area while Bullock is having one of his rare 
softer moments. And it's Human. always fine. Right. It's always a great scene when, when the actor that plays Harvey Bullock does do a, a more human turn for the character. But then, as soon as Renee leaves, the hat goes back on his head, and he's like, which one of you mugs knows something? <laughs> yeah. And then... And you, it's like the kid, the scene cuts over to Sid the Squid looking scared, and it's like, you know... Harvey Bullock is going to start dragging guys out of that cell and beating them for information. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good thing that um, Harleen <laughs> Quinzel, attorney at law, shows up. Right. <laughs> Harleen Quinzel. She actually uses her real name that she used several times during the show. Well, I mean, she's been arrested. Right. They've got to know who the fuck she is. <laughs> right. Harleen Quinzel, I am Mr. Mr. Debris' attorney, uh, and he's getting out, and he hands him the court papers. Harvey reads it over. He reads pretty fast yeah. for, for kind of Don't the dumb cop. <laughs> I might have served you a subpoena once. It was a small subpoena. Yes. <laughs> Had to get that in there. It was actually kind of funny. Yeah. But but mm-hmm. it was also you know them taking Harley Quinn and and making her actually you know showing off who kind of she really is, right? Well, now you know we have we had a chance to talk about Harley Quinn because you know Harley Qu- Quinn yeah because last last time we that were talking was Harley's about Harley's holiday. Holly- I mean she's not a dumb person. No, she is a medical doctor. Yeah, she's a psychiatrist. You know, she Gotham City has a very high population of PhDs and MDs. They're all just master criminals, right? Like it's the it's the smartest criminal population ever. There are more degrees in Gotham's underworld than there are in the halls of Congress. No, that's because they all have MBAs in Congress. Ooh. So, yes, Harleen Quinzel, otherwise known to the audience, even though she got past Bullock and the rando Gotham City policeman. I mean, even even down. if, like, you figure, okay, they're cops, they see a lot of, of, of criminals. Right. It's but, fucking Harley Quinn. <laughs> right. And she's not even like, she's not like, I'm Barbara Stanwyck. Or something right. like that. You, see, you watch cop shows, and they'll be like season three. They're like, "Oh yeah, I remember. I arrested you for jaywalking," um, and they know the date and everything. I mean, that's kind of like a trope for cop shows, right? <laughs> Except for Harvey Bullock, who is fooled by anyone who covers their cheekbones. Well, I guess she wasn't wearing eating a donut or something. Um, maybe, but uh, you know. I, I, I can just I see suppose. him like going like this. Wait, sprinkles. You're Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> You're Harley Quinn. No, I'm not. I'm Harleen Quinzel, attorney uh, uh, at law. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay, those aren't sprinkles. Those are Jimmy's. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> so Harley Quinn bails Sid the Squid out of jail, leaves everybody else there to rot, of course. Because her boss wants a word. Yes. 
And the Joker comes along. And you have this, like, really intimidating shot of the Joker as he's sitting. He's in the funhouse, he's, but he's got this, like, throne. It's a classic shot taken straight out of Alan Moore. Right. But you know, like, is, that, that shot is taken straight out of Killing Joke. Yeah. But it's still a cool shot in the way that no, he it's it. It's totally a cool shot. I'm, I'm not. My problem with Killing Joke isn't the art. Right. <laughs> Right. Now, yeah, Joker's sitting on his throne. Half of him is shrouded in shadow. So it's like, we don't know who it really is, but we know who it fucking is. I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ. Because there are hyenas sitting in his feet. Fool me once with Harleen Quinzel. Right. (laughs) Who could it be? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Killer Croc. Duh. Right. Harley Quinn is working with Killer Croc and... Killer Crocs hanging out at a fun house. Right. In a, with a purple fedora or whatever you call no, it. He doesn't wear, he doesn't wear that hat till later. He's hatless in that scene. Um, and that's one of the other cool things about, uh, the animated series is they go for the, the Joker wearing the same clothes pretty much as everybody else. He wears the purple suit, but he has the overcoat and hat to go along with it. But his hat is different. He's like wearing a Vaquero hat. This is one of the coolest portrayals of the Joker in a series where the Joker is portrayed really cool. Right. Really well. Because he comes up and he's like... And and, and you see Mark Hamill's acting talent uh, because throughout this episode, the Joker slides back and forth between morose... And angry and goofy, and then back into morose, and, and, and it's like all at the drop of a hat. And it's not like you know they edited it. You know, do this line this way, cut. Do the, you know? It's I've seen Mark Hamill some of the videos of Hamill recording, and he does that like fluidly. No, he's good, and and the just the way that they have it that the Joker. This is where the Joker admits that Batman is his heterosexual life partner. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. And 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 you get this kind of, you know, Joker is, you know, what am I going to do in a world without Batman? And he doesn't believe it. He goes through the stages of grief throughout this episode. Yes. And because it's the Joker, he goes through them very rapidly. <laughs> very quickly, yes. And but uh, yeah, so he he can't believe it. So he says we're gonna we we're gonna hit a bank. We gotta do, pull a heist tonight, right? To make sure the Batman's dead, we're gonna pull a heist. And right. one and, of and his just, henchmen is just like, "Why are we gonna do that, boss?" And of course he, because it's what we do, basically. He basically says, "Don't ask stupid questions." Right. It's, it's the hyenas on. Right, and it, it it it's actually that particular sequence from Murphy asking his dumb question uh, through the end of that scene is is probably one of the better instances of dark comedy because he pushes him to the hyenas and Harley Quinn's just leaning there bored and you know after I'll get the mop I'll get the mop <laughs> you see the guy he's like up up in the front of the frame he's like trying to crawl away. 
from the hyenas and they yank him back off frame and she's like, I'll get the mop. And yeah. poor Sid is sitting here, he's just witnessing this and he is he is like so out of it. This because, is where he's starting to think that he's a little bit over his head. Right. Well, <laughs> he is over his head. Um, yeah, so he drags Sid the Squid along on this on this heist. And they go into a jewelry store and uh, start doing their thing. And Joker's just kind of sitting there in the jewelry store. He tells Harley to go crack the safe. And uh, they just, they're waiting you know, he hold the cops them, off until Batman gets right, here. Hold the cops off till Batman gets here. And then, you know, the cops are there. There's a standoff and Batman doesn't show up. And Joker's like, he's never been this late before. I'm starting to think he's not coming. And Harley comes out like, look, I took everything out of the safe. And he's like, oh, put it back. Yeah, put it back. It's just... It's not what they're here for. Right. They weren't there to actually rob the place. He has... And and that's another reveal of the Joker's personality is that he doesn't do crime for the crime or the money involved or anything like that. He does it so he can confront the Batman. Well, that's what he says. He says, you know, there's a rhythm to these things. Right. I do. I commit a crime. Batman shows up. We, we have fight. some laughs. And we do it all yeah. over again. Yeah. And uh, he is going to miss that, so he, he decides to hold a, a, a funeral, funeral. <laughs> for for uh, Batman. Right, where he goes through kind of acceptance and anger at the same time, because well, he delivers a moving eulogy for Batman. Yes, but then he like basically says, "If anybody was going to have done it, it was me." Right. Then he sits there and is like, "This too." Worms sucking, and he just starts piling on these. You're not even worth licking the dirt off my spats. <laughs> so now we're going to conclude this ceremony by putting that man there in that box there and putting him in there, that acid there. <laughs> I'm just glad that that vat of acid had a train into Gotham Bay. <laughs> right. Sid the Squid, we, uh, we, we've not revealed what happens, but Sid the Squid makes it out of this. Yes. You know, it's interesting because um, they don't really show Joker's origin in this mm-hmm. series, but in the uh, movie that it was released you know, to support, Batman with uh Mike with Keaton, the vat of acid that that the Joker fell into, right, drained his Gotham Bay, right. And there are some very lax EPA regulations in Gotham, right. Well, we you know we said in Harley's Holiday that uh, Gotham City is the libertarian paradise. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, the origin of the Goth of the Joker in Batman the animated series runs along with. The uh, the film where the Joker was two bit hood Jack Napier, and he's had the same origin story. Yes, but they just they 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 kind of imply it. They don't directly say it except for in like the supplementary materials. 
but they don't linger on it because he's um, the Joker they, fully formed. I think they might in um, the movie, in The Mask of the Phantasm. Mm, it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't recall. He he might have used the Jack Napier name in that film. Well, they show him as a as a too big gangster, right? But yeah, that's the origin story. They went with the the Nicholson or yeah the Jack Nicholson Joker origin story for Batman the Animated Series. Um, yeah. So and apparently that's the same vat of acid. They they are, or all vats of acid lead to Gotham Bay, just like all gas. Will well, Ace, not properly Ace, contained. Ace Chemicals is a shitty place probably to live, work. I mean, you know, you're working the night shift. The fucking Joker shows up at random. You know, what are you supposed to do? You're, you're, you're a pipe fitter or an instrument, you know, instrumentationalist or something like that at Ace Chemical. And you're working third shift. You're sitting there. You're, you know, doing your thing. You're reading your gauges or whatever. And the fucking Joker shows up. And it's like, oh, God, I guess I'll take lunch. Ship <laughs> them all. Yep. Yeah, the implication that, that uh, Joker actually owns Ace Chemical, like, shows up throughout the Batman mythos. It is his lair. Yeah, often it's his lair. So it's said the squid. Ex- he escapes... Certain death. Clutches of the Joker and decides he's got to get out of town. Right. So now we're back to where we started of him. Now you know why he's running mm-hmm. to Rupert Thorne. Right. He... Who's incredulous at this point. <laughs> right. Rupert Thorne can't believe a word of this. Right. You're the guy. You're the guy that often, because, you know, word travels on the street and he's heard the myth of Sid the Squid. And now Sid the Squid is sitting in him right in front of him, telling him the story. And he's like, you're trying to tell me. So, so Rupert Thorne has been like affected by the myth. Well, it's not only that, but it's kind of like, um, the end of the usual suspects. Right. Um, where you have the appearance of this guy. And I think he thinks that it is the usual suspects. Right. Right. Because <laughs> when Rupert it's Thorne is, is sitting there and he's like, you know, you're the, you, you took out the Batman. You made a verbal. fool of the Joker. And now you're here help asking me to help you get out of the city. Uh uh-uh, uh, bro. I don't think so. You're here to try to muscle in on my drug deal. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking plug you for it. And he pulls out a gun. And that's all he needed to hear. <laughs> right. That's all the evidence that ta-da, Batman needed. What? Batman? But he's dead. No, I didn't die. I swung free. Of the explosion just in time. He probably caused the explosion. My guess is that he took the opportunity, thought on his feet, flicked a uh, grenade or whatever to set off the gas while he was swinging away. Right. Right. A really big version of his smoke bomb trick. Yeah. And well, all you know, it would take was a, a spark. 
We and are talking about a man who was trained by Z- Zatara. He's been trained by everybody. Right. I mean, if there's a master at some form of deception and or fighting, Batman has been trained by them. Right. And he has achieved their level of expertise. Yes. Surpassing many of them. Right. <laughs> but anyone. So- Batman shows up and starts kicking the shit out of Rupert Thorne. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's my favorite part of this whole episode is when it's the third punch. <laughs> After he's been thrown across the room, they just show this picture of um, of Sid just blankly sitting there. And you hear a off camera, and then Thorne staggers around in front of Sid and just out of frame. It's, yeah. You it's see the it. Greatest you, you you see the wind up, right? You do see that he grabs him by the shirt collar because you know. Hey, look! It doesn't matter how many martial arts you've mastered. If the the real secret to knocking a motherfucker out is to grab him by his fucking collar and hold him still while you hit him. And you see him grab Rupert Thorne. You see the wind up, and then the punch sound effect happens off camera because they cut to Sid, and he does that Looney Tunes kind of like pirouette before he falls it's over. Great. And it is, <laughs> it is, it's the perfect capstone for that whole for the whole episode because that one of the highlights of the series, just in just visually, right. Right. And, you know, the whole episode, you know, we talked about Harley's Holiday being kind of a lighthearted episode. And really, this one is kind of more an absurdist comedy as well, because Sid the Squid, you know, is completely incompetent. And he keeps surviving these encounters through dumb luck or, as we find out, through the intervention of Batman. It's kind of like the Batman version of Eyes of the Overworld. Okay. Which is um, Jack Vance's um, dying earth story about a wizard who basically gets through all these impossible situations accidentally. Right. Or rinse wind in two flower in uh, the color of magic. Uh, And I'll give you the okay. There you go. I'll take your word. You get one, I get one. We'll just trade. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so there you have it. It's it's this just com- almost comedy of errors, like encased in this noir wrapping, <laughs> and and it just goes to show you, you know, just the skill of of Dini as a writer and and even Tim as a director because there directorially there's a lot of noir sensibility, mm-hmm. but. Occasionally, it, dro- it drops into some kind of Looney Tunes kind of physical comedy. This one is a lot more noir with comic relief than being straight up goofy. Mm-hmm. Like Harley's Holiday was like just straight up like right. hers goofy. was almost surrealist in a way. Yeah. Yes. And this one's kind of absurdist. It doesn't border into that surreal territory. But it's very close to it. And yeah, Sid is just this kind of bumbling guy. And all of this shit happens. And it just goes to show you how fast shit can escalate in Gotham City. Yes. 
it all could have been prevented had Harvey Bullock gotten his donut in the beginning so he could recognize Harley Quinn. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. Or his cup of coffee. Maybe he hadn't had his coffee lately. Because Harvey Bullock is usually shown eating coffee, what? drinking coffee, and eating a donut. Um, or a, eating something. a donut? A donut? Okay, okay. A Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock eats a dozen donuts at a time. But he is the last cop I would want to fuck just with. Oops around the drive through at Dunks. <laughs> Welcome to Gotham City Dunks. Oh, Detective Bullock. Ah, it's you. I want another dozen donuts. Then I better get my police discount. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Detective Bullock. Yeah, but overall, this episode is is fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and it's not like uh, trying too hard to be fun. Right, right. It, it, yeah, it, it definitely it, it goes very smoothly. Uh, and it's, you know, also that part of that, you know, enormous, quote-unquote, first season of the animated series where, you know, all, you know, it was fairly consistent all the way through. Yeah. Season two, which featured Harley's Holiday, you know, was a little less consistent, I think. Yeah, um, I'll agree. It, you know, just just so much you can do. Right. You know, that, that's you, all. You've already done like 60, 70 episodes of, you know, Batman by himself. And you, and you want it to be fresh. And, you know, frankly... I think it's hard to do that. You read comics like in a, in a year's worth of, you know, issues of Batman, how many are really, really good and how many are just kind of eh, filler. Right. Right. And you only get, let's see with DC's publishing schedule. Now you only get two, I think it's bi-monthly now. So you get two issues a month or bi-weekly every two weeks is another issue. So, you know, they they like up the production schedule of Batman. So how can you keep it consistent? But then again, you're also thinking, you know, these are monthly issues or, or biweekly since you get two a month. And this series was broadcast every day. Every day. Um, for quite a while. This was but not I think a Saturday that- morning thing where you only got maybe 52 episodes in a season. Well, but they also had um, a, I think probably a more tight community for writers for the on the creative side of it. Not 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 counting like the animators and everything, but the people who are writing it. Mm-hmm. I think it was tight. It was like a lot less people than are than are putting out Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, twice a week, so you're going to have a run with um, an artist and a and a writer that's going to last X amount of issues, and then they're going to go on to the next one and the next one, and it's all plotted out um, in arcs now. You don't have single issues anymore. It's all like big story arcs, right? Right, right, right. I, have- I honestly, I that's what it was the last time I was reading it, which was probably five years ago because I gave up on it because it sucks so bad. Right. Yeah, I think that's how they do it. They do, like, story arcs. They do, like, uh, because of the way the trade paperbacks 
or the trade collections are, are, are put together in five issue uh, bundles. I think that's the way they work at it. They work at it as five issues at a time. And that's that's the way it goes. And occasionally so you have like one-off issues as you're transitioning uh, either between creative teams or between story arcs. Right, but but you but you are telling a story um in what like 3 months. Yeah, if you're if you're bi-monthly then yeah, it's like a two and a half months. Yeah, you're telling a story in two and a half months that they're doing on the show in a day. Right. Right. So you got to stretch it out. Mm-hmm. You do have so to stretch it out. I mean, there's a lot of filler, a lot of soap opera. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know. Right. And you got that in the month when it was monthly as well. Even yeah. though, you know, Batman the Animated Series, seven episodes a week. Versus one issue of Batman a month. And that's provided right. your creative team is working on that one series. Because there's like, what, 10 different Batman books? Yeah, who knows? Who knows these days? Yeah, there's, it, it, it varies depending on how much money they can suck out of the public. Right. How much how much money they can milk out of the bat teats. Yeah, I mean, how how... How popular is Batman at any given moment? That is why Joel <laughs> Schumacher's Batman suit had nipples because Warner Brothers was milking that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they don't even make uh, animated series like this anymore. No, no. Uh, I think the last one was Justice League Action, and they did the ensemble thing, but they only focused on like one or two heroes at a time. It wasn't like. You know, all five of them every episode. Yeah, like um, Avengers. The Avengers cartoon was pretty good. Yeah, Avengers Assemble. No, the one before that. Uh, Avengers Assemble was kind of lame, but Earth the Mightiest one... Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Assembled is like the sequel to that. It's direct shoot offshoot. But yeah, where they have to, where they focus on pretty much the entire team through the entire episode. Yes, or or the uh, Moon Moon Glow, I think it was, Fantastic Four series where they focused on all four members of the Fantastic Four every episode. Right. You know, Batman the animated series they did a hundred or some odd episodes, and really, the only protagonist character that was in every episode was Batman, and he was by himself. He didn't have Robin until later. Or Batgirl, or any type of sidekicks or partners, it was always him by himself. And you know, and it gets a little difficult if you're working on that production character schedule and you only have that one character. Yeah, but they um, pretty much pulled it off. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, even the... even like a crappy Batman the animated episode, animated series episode is better than a lot of the shit that gets passed today for comic book entertainment. Right, right. One one bad uh, Batman the Animated Series episode is equal to, you know, seven Batman versus Superman or Dark Knight Returns or whatever. Or Endgames. Oh. We're not having that discussion. Seven Endgames is like a year's worth of fucking your eyes bleeding. All right. Well, I'm going to let Steve have the last word on that. 
<laughs> and we're going to call it a night. Uh, yep, join us next time as our Batman the Animated Series retrospective continues. And until then, keep 30 luck points. Keep 30 luck points. Good night. <laughs>